You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. God's Word will not only reveal the underlying cancers and tumor, it will also prune them. God's Word will cut them away like a surgeon's scalpel from our life if we will allow it. See, that's the power of God's Word. Can you say amen? If you read God's Word, man, it gives you the strength. It shows you what needs to happen, and then it goes to working on it. Oftentimes in our walk with Jesus, we can get bogged down and lose sight of what we're working towards. Today, Pastor Dion wants you to know that if you want to grow in your faith like never before, you need to cut the distractions out of your life. Whether it's negative relationships, worldly possessions, or doubting God's truth, you need to let God cut all of that out. The less serious you are about your relationship with God, the further away from Him you'll backslide. Give Him all the control. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 as he begins his message, The Bible, Food for Your Soul. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes and our hearts to your word, helping us to understand and comprehend how valuable this Bible is to us. And I pray, Father, that as we learn that, it will continue to just put wind underneath our wings and that we will soar and be more like Christ than we've ever been. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, listen, guys, God had three very important messages that he wanted to communicate to everyone everywhere in every generation. Everybody say three. There are at least three very important messages that God wanted communicated. Number one was man's dilemma. See, because of Adam and Eve's disobedience and rebellion, all have sinned. All are fallen. All are twisted. Look at your neighbor and say, twisted. Yeah, talking about you. And all are doomed. God wanted to communicate that message because it's pretty important. The second thing God wanted to communicate was a divine rescue. He wanted to communicate that because man is fallen and sinned and, and twisted and doomed, he had a plan of salvation, a Messiah, a Savior, his only Son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wanted to communicate that, right? Well, the third thing God wanted also to communicate was Christian living. That once you have believed and begun following Jesus, God's Messiah, he wants us to know how now we should live. After having experienced salvation through Jesus Christ, he also wants to communicate how we should live as believers in the Lord. Basic instructions before leaving earth is what he, wants to, he wanted to communicate. Look at your neighbor and say, I get it. 
Now, these messages, guys, all of those three messages have eternal consequences. It's the biggest news ever. So you would see why God would want everyone to know it. But God also knew that our natural minds have trouble comprehending spiritual things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says this, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So God had three major messages that he wanted to communicate, but he also knew that, hey, listen, as fallen individuals that we are, we have a hard time understanding spiritual truth. God knew that our natural minds, that when it comes to spiritual things, God knew that we're a lot like that guy who brought a bag of tostitos to the salsa class. You know what I'm saying? It was a misunderstanding. Some of you are getting it. Menso. Everybody say it out loud. What? Menso. Maybe you're wondering, if you're bilingually challenged, it just means dumb. That's just dumb. Well, God knows that we're all a little menso when it comes to spiritual things. So in an attempt to bridge the communication gap, God included pictures in the letter that he wrote us. God spoke with word pictures. Everybody said out loud with what? Word pictures. He spoke, God gave us his message, the, this very important message, with easy to understand imagery, illustrations, metaphors, sticky statements, kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing, the salt of the earth, clay in the hand of the potter, shepherd and his sheep, the vine and its branches. You see, a picture is worth a thousand words. And guys, since we've been talking about the importance of the Bible, we started a list of some of the word pictures God used to describe his word and its function. So God used some word pictures to describe the Bible and what it does, its value. First, we found out that God said his word was like a, everybody said out loud, a what? A seed. Say it again, a what? A seed. He meant that his word is alive and powerful, that it is pregnant with life change. Guys, God's word is more than just words on a page. The Bible is more than just words on a page. These words have life and life-changing power within them. See, comfort, strength, faith, encouragement, wisdom are in the words of the Bible. Isn't that awesome, guys? If you need that, it's there. That's why Jesus made this statement in John chapter 6 and verse 63. He said, the words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are, everybody said out loud, what? Life. All right? So it lets us know the words within the Bible, they are more than just ink. Guys, they have life within them to give you comfort, to give you strength. And that's why Jesus would say, the words that I speak, God, you know, God in a bod, the words that I speak. They are spirit and they are, say it again with me, life. 
Also, this is why Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. See, faith is wrapped up alive on the in, within those words. And guys, when they're put into the right context, into the right place, which is your mind and your heart, they explode with life. If we'll get God's word off the page and into the soil of our mind and heart, it will erupt with comfort, with strength, with wisdom, with the faith that we need. Look at your neighbor and say, sure is awesome, right? Another illustration God used to describe his word and its function is he said the word of God is like a, everybody said out loud, a mirror. Guys, if we will spend time looking and listening to God's word, it will point out the discrepancies in our lives. As Albert said, the trash. It will point it out. It will point out impatience and unforgiveness and pride and anger. But it won't point it out in a condemning way, but in a constructive way to better and to beautify. Can you say amen? Like, you know, the mirror, it doesn't lie, but it also doesn't condemn. It just looks at you and says, hey, listen, it's there. What you going to do about it? Huh? And the, so the Word of God does the same thing. It provides us with a reflection of what's going on and what needs to be addressed. Not condemning, but definitely convicting. Look at your neighbor and say, convicting. God's word will keep us from being embarrassed and ashamed. You know, like walking into the party with your zipper down, or the tag showing, or eggs on your face, or blood on your hands. The word of God will keep us from that happening if we will listen to it. Then, here's another word picture God used to describe his word. It's like a, everybody said out loud, a what? A scalpel. God's word will not only reveal the underlying cancers and tumor, it will also prune them. God's word will cut them away like a surgeon's scalpel from our life if we will allow it. See, that's the power of God's word. Can you say amen? If you read God's word, man, it gives you the strength. It shows you what needs to happen, and then it goes to working on it. The Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. Now, God also said, and we found out, used another word picture, and said his word was like a, everybody say it, a sword. Guys, this is the only offensive weapon we have against demons, against doubt, against distractions. It is the only offensive weapon we have against terrors or tricks and temptations. So don't get beat. What should we do with God's Word? We should read it. We should memorize it. We should quote it. Especially during times of trouble and temptation. Jesus did. Jesus quoted it during times of temptation. In fact, we remember when the devil came to tempt him on three different levels, the of lust of the eyes, the lust of um, the pride of life, uh, the lust of the flesh. Jesus always responded or counter-punched the devil with the word of God, with verses from Scripture. And in fact, 
In the exchange between Jesus and the devil, we find yet another word picture that God uses to describe his word. Here's what Jesus said. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's read it together out loud. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Guys, the verse revealed that we Christians need, need more than physical food to survive. We need spiritual food. And God's word is the spiritual food. Go ahead and say, aha! God's word is the spiritual food. In fact, the apostle Peter explained it like this. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. Here's what he said. As newborn babes desire the sincere or the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You guys got it? It's food. Then the apostle Paul illustrated it like this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with solid food because you couldn't digest anything stronger. And even now, you still have to be fed on milk for you are still only baby Christians. Hmm. Everybody say food. So God's word becomes food for our spiritual man. Guys, food is necessary for survival and growth. In fact, we devour our favorite foods, right? What are your favorite foods? Let me hear them. Uh, man, I knew that's first on my list too. Tacos, right? Pizza, burgers, carnitas, burritos, right? Enchiladas, hot pockets. I, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Some of you, we devour those things. Those foods satisfy our hunger. But then they do more than satisfy our hunger. The food is digested and produces energy and strength. It builds muscle and builds insulation. And not just the insulation around our waist. Food builds immunity insulation against colds, against viruses, against infections, against diseases. Food helps us grow bigger, stronger, and smarter. Well, guys, God's word is our spiritual food and provides the same result, making us bigger, stronger, and smarter spiritually. Listen, when you were born again, when you surrendered your life to Christ, a new spirit, a new creation was born on the inside of you. The spirit within you will have an appetite for God's word. The sincere milk of the word that both Peter and Paul described. On the inside, you're going to want, you're going to want to hear it. You're going to want to know it. And every time you, oh, I love that. I want more, right? Like your favorite foods. Three tacos on the plate isn't enough. Guys, there are signs that indicate physical hunger. 
Your stomach grumbles, your head aches, your energy drops, you get irritable, you get, everybody say the word, you get what? Hangry. Well, spiritual hunger also has signs. If you've been impatient, irritable, weak, weary, worried, those are signs that you need to graze on God's Word. Okay, you got it, right? And I love something Jesus said. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, out loud together, for they shall be filled. You guys catch that? So here's what we know thus far. Listen, our spirit, when we surrender our life to Christ, is born, comes alive, and it needs to grow, just like our physical body needs to grow. It needs food. God's word is the food that gives it all, everything that it needs in order to grow bigger, to grow smarter, to grow stronger. And, and so immediately when we're born again, we have an appetite for God's word. It's like we, we, we want to have more. We want to learn more. We want to grow more. And the awesome thing is, is that those who hunger and thirst for God's righteousness, he said, they shall be filled. Everybody said, how they what? They shall be, they'll be satisfied. There is twice in the Old Testament and once in the New Testament where God illustrated this point. God commanded Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and John in the book of Revelation he commanded them at the most difficult and discouraging time of their lives to literally eat God's word. Everybody say literally. literally. You got to be kidding, right? There the pages of the Bible were. There the scroll was. And God said, chow down. Eat it. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1, here's how God stated it to him. Son of man... Eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Now, in the passage, you know, for all three of them, God was communicating that no matter the turmoil, the trouble, or the trial that we might be facing, His Word provides the spiritual nutrients, minerals, and vitamins that we need for a strong, healthy, spiritual life. That's what God was communicating through that. That's what he wanted them to see. See, he was using it as a physical, kind of a literally, but he wanted to get them, them to get the spiritual application of it. God's word will satisfy and secure us. And did you notice that God told Ezekiel in that passage that I just read, he said, eat what you find. Say it out loud. Eat what you find. On the scroll, eat what you find. In other words, stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. I'm going to say it again. Stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. Why would God say that? Well, some people like only what is sweet to their palate. Promises. 
and power verses. You know, the sweet stuff. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> but some things in God's word, like commandments and cautions, you know, they taste more like seaweed and sauerkraut. But they're better for you. So stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. In fact, go ahead and look at your neighbors. They stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. Here's something else we also need to address. We need to feed our spirit as often as we feed our physical body. Guess how often that is? Everybody say it out loud. Daily. Say it. What? Daily. Jesus' model prayer. You know his model prayer, the Our Father? It starts off by acknowledging our need for daily nourishment. Give us this day our daily bread. You guys got it. And the author of Psalm 119 said this. He said, a chapter a day will keep the devil away. No, 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 he didn't say that. But it's close. Here's what he said. Psalm 119, verse 164. I will seek and praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instruction have great peace and do not stumble. Mm, right? God's word contains vitamins for a healthy soul. But no one can eat for you. You have to come to the table and open up. So, sit at the table often. See, most of us eat physical meals at least three times a day. Plus, snacks between the meals, you know. And the weird thing about eating three squares is that it makes you round. But don't worry, because I heard a carpenter friend of mine says that you're on the level if the bubble's in the middle. Listen, we should give our spiritual body just as much fuel as we do our physical bodies. We should give our spiritual body just as much fuel as we do our physical body. But if your appetite for God's word is lacking, be concerned. It signals a health problem. It suggests an underlying condition. Distraction, decay, disease, or deceit. As we cling to the Thanks for joining us here on The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. Pastor Dion has been taking it down to the foundation in the current series, laying out the basics of the faith. Doesn't going back to the basics just sound lovely? Take away all the cares of the world, drop off your adult worries and responsibilities, and go back to the time of Jesus loves me, this I know. The foundation of our faith rests on that one extraordinary truth. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. How do we know? The Bible tells us so over and over in a million different ways. 
So how has this time of resting on the simple truth felt to you? Can you feel the love of Jesus surrounding you? He wants you to feel that way all the time, in every situation. So when you leave this holy space with the Lord, take his love with you. And here's the truth, my friend. The more time you spend in the word with Jesus, the more you'll know and feel his love for you. If you're not ready to leave this space just yet, don't worry. You can stick around. Pastor Dion has many more messages of God's love, and they're all stored on our YouTube page. Just head on over there next to continue in the word. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. To find out more about us and find our church, head on over to tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. We'd love to have you come see us sometime. And with that, we have come to the end of our time together. Come back next time to soak in more love right here on The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we